Nerd Talk. Dork Talk. Real Talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. All things nerdy. Hey there, hi there, how do you do? You may be wondering why the show has been off for a while. Well, a few things, I suppose. I'm Risty at school. That's actually basically it. Oh, and I'm still playing NBA 2K15. So good. But I figured with all the big moves happening as of late in this industry, in the nerd world, particularly this morning's big news, it was time that I stopped messing around, put everything else aside to do another episode of A Real Opinion About Not Real Stuff. How have you been? What are you up to? If selling drugs is your answer... Yeah, might want to keep that on the down low. And if boy or girl problem is your answer, well then, bud, I'm right there with you. Yes, I've got 99 problems and a bitch is like all of them. Don't know if you've tried this online dating thing, but if you have, you may agree with me in saying that it's a crock of crap. It is so frustrating to know that these girls are single and ready to mingle and to know that some of them is into the same stuff as me, and it sounds like we'd be a good fit, we'd have a good time together, but then I write them and they ignore me. It's really frustrating. But you know what? If I'm not your cup of tea, I'm not your cup of tea. I understand that. I can deal with it. But what I can't deal with are a very specific type of woman on here. Granted, they bring me a lot of joy and entertainment. They are actually my favorite types. They're the ones who are, I mean, usually good looking. And some of them do have good gigs. So I see where they're coming from. But then they're like, I want a man who's tall, dark and handsome and rich and successful and famous. He has to be smart and witty and drive a nice car. Like Maserati nice and not like Honda nice. But I mean, if you have a Honda 2015 version, I guess if you souped it up enough, I'd be okay with that. But then you'd have to be really good and bad and like be really into sports and play like three or four sports and have a really big heart and like do stuff in the community and like foster three or four orphans from other countries. You have to know how to cook and make me laugh and you got to read. I like a smart guy, you know. Bitch, who got time to be all of those things? And let's say I were all of those things. You think I'd be on POF? And more importantly, if I were all of those things, you wouldn't be good enough for me. Yes! Hashtag real talk! The Kenny Ho Show, episode 41, will cover Supergirl, The Atom, and Marvel's big, huge announcement. And of course, then we finish off with a little Miley Cyrus stuff. Oh, it's showtime. Let's go! Melissa Benoist 
Benoist, Benoist, Melissa B from Glee, holy crap that rhymed, has been cast as Supergirl on the, I wanted to say CW for a second because that's the natural place it should have gone to, but CBS's Supergirl pilot, brought to you by Arrow and Flash producer who work for the CW, Greg Berlanti. Now I know nothing about Melissa Benoit, Benoit. B, which is perfect, because I've always said we needed an unknown. I read some article at one point that I think people are really pushing for one of the girls from, I think it's the originals, the one who was originally on Vampire Diaries, but then went over to the originals. I think they're pushing for her to be Supergirl, which wouldn't be a horrible choice. I mean, she's not household. Unless you watch those two shows, she's not household whatsoever. So she wouldn't have been a bad choice. But at the same time, she's got a pretty big show under her belt. A couple of pretty big shows under her belt. And then there was also, I think in that same article, they said that my baby girl, now I love this choice, Lindsay Fonseca should take the role. And the problem with that is Lindsay Fonseca is household. Now, she's not a superstar yet, but she's the daughter from How I Met Your Mother. She was in Kick-Ass, Hot Tub Time Machine, which apparently is a big thing. And of course, Nikita. Four years on Nikita, she's too well-known. And though super talented, I just don't see her as Supergirl necessarily. But Melissa B, complete unknown as far as I'm concerned, as far as most people are concerned. The only thing she's done of note is Glee. At least she, apparently she did some Homeland, Good Wife, Law & Order, but she didn't star in any of those. And just Googling her and looking at her, she's brunette, really pretty, and she's quite petite, which, you know, though cute and adorable... She probably has to put on a couple pounds of muscle just so she looks like she might be able to kick some ass. Granted, I guess Supergirl's powers doesn't come from her size. comes from the fact that she's an alien. You know, Laura Vandervoort was the perfect Supergirl. We're not getting a perfect Supergirl here because that one was already taken on Smallville and it's too bad that she didn't get her own show. There's talks of a spinoff. They really should have done it. I think had that show started about five years later and ended around now, I think it would have happened because we're in the golden age of comic book shows and movies. Definitely, they would have taken a couple of Smallville properties and spun them off. It's too bad she never got that shot. From the looks of it, we got a pretty good Supergirl coming our way. I still don't like the fact that it's not on CW, but they got the right girl, and I expect this to be good. The Atom is almost here. In the latest episode of Arrow, Felicity finally decided to help Ray Palmer out with building a super suit and gave him the quantum processor. And sex eyes at the same time. This seems to be the missing piece, the quantum processor, not the sex eyes, for the Atom to make his appearance finally. I mean, you've seen it. The photos, they're all over the internet. Brandon Routh in his Atom suit. I'm kind of like, I don't know about this. Because it kind of looks like Captain America meets Ant-Man. And I can kind of see how it could work. I mean, I'm very intrigued how it will work or if it will work. Because it could, it could go either way right now. It could bomb. Because, I mean, it's TV, you know, it's a TV budget. I don't know how much special effects they could do. Because the Iron Man suit has a big budget behind it, a big movie budget behind it. This won't. So I wonder if that's going to make... I mean, if you look at The Flash, their super speed in slow motion is really garbage. So I hope a suit like this doesn't require a ton of money behind it, because then it could bomb. 
But I hope it goes the other way because it could be a huge triumph and prove that at this point in the game, in the golden age of comic book movies and TV shows, there's nothing that you can't translate from the books properly. I think if they can get this right, there's very little that can't be done moving forward. Fingers crossed for Routhi. Fingers crossed for nerds everywhere in the world. Spidey is going back to Marvel. More or less. Kinda. Because it sounds like Sony is still running the show. They are financing and distributing and still have creative control, which is all bad news. But then the good news is Kevin Feige, who is the Marvel head honcho, is a producer on this thing as well. And there's no way that dude is going to let Amy Pascal, who talks more shit than me, and her Jamie Foxx as Electro is a great idea. Yes, men cronies mess up his MCU films. Like, I don't know Kevin Feige personally, but from everything I've read about him, this guy knows what he wants in his movies, and he does everything he can to get it. I think his name is Edgar Wright, the director of uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which is a great movie, who was supposed to be the director of Ant-Man, got fired because he didn't see eye-to-eye with Kevin Feige. He wanted to do a different movie, and he got fired. He was on that thing for like five years. So there's no way in hell Feige's gonna turn around and let Amy Pascal and her cronies do whatever the hell they want to do with Spider-Man. I'm sure they agreed to this. Yes, money was a big part of it. Who gets what cut? But there's no way Kevin Feige would have done this. Paid probably really big bucks just so he can help Fox. No, he's, I'm sure the deal is, you let me do what I do best and together we'll rake in the money. And the deal right now is Spidey is going to appear in a Marvel movie. They don't know which one yet because the original plans was Captain America 3. But that movie's just about to head into production. So it might be too late because they don't even have their Spider-Man yet. Because from the sounds of it, Andrew Garfield is a thing of the past. He will not be Spider-Man moving forward. So they're going to need to do a worldwide casting or at least uh, or at least a North American wide casting. And by that time, it's probably too late to get him into a movie I mean, the script's probably in already, but it's not unheard of to rewrite scripts last minute, especially if it's just a cameo. They could probably shoot it and get them in, even if the deadlines are a little tight. And I wouldn't be surprised if they've already been looking for a new Spider-Man. And I hope he does make it into Cap 3, because that movie's about the Civil War, and in the comic books, Spider-Man is a huge part of the Civil War story. So I really hope they get him in. But if not, hey, there's some Avengers movies down the line who which will deal with the Civil War fallout, and it makes sense for him to be there too. And then after this cameo, there's going to be more Spider-Man solo movies. And oh boy, oh boy, this will be the third time a second reboot in the past like 15 years. So they better do something different. Now I know they're not going to do an origin story because if Spider-Man's going to appear first in a Marvel movie, they're not going to have time to set him up as Peter Parker getting his powers and such. So you know it's not going to be an origin movie, which is great. But this movie, the solo movie, better not have any friggin' goblins in it or lizards. Just have a badass character we've yet to see. Maybe Carnage. Or even Venom done right. I'm sorry, but really, Eric Foreman? If you do this movie sans Eric Foreman, Eric Foreman less, give Kevin Feige and his staff as much control as they need, then I'm down. My advice, not that they take my advice, because who am I at the end of the day? But I would say the best move they could do is have Spider-Man be like he is in the books. You know, he's fun, he's funny, yeah, he's got that sense of humor, he likes to talk shit, you know? 
And what bodes well, I think, that they're going to go in this direction is that's what Marvel does. Every one of their movies has a sense of humor, even if they shouldn't. They still do, so they better not take it out of this franchise, because it's the one franchise that makes sense to do it in. Spider-Man's going to make sense. Civil War is going to make sense. Life is going to make sense. I hope this move brings Spider-Man back to the glory days of Spider-Man 2. The original Spider-Man 2, not the one with friggin' Jamie Foxx in it. Got a stupid haircut Tongue out wagging it around I can't believe it This girl used to be kinda cute But it's pretty crazy What drugs will uncover Girl you used to be so sweet But you made a bad career choice Now she's the twerking sleuth Stick her ass in your face She's the Cyrus disgrace Working sleuth You better wear protection And I don't mean just with her in the sack I mean like all the time Miley was at the Grammys because she got nominated. WTF, really? I thought this was supposed to be a reputable award. But you know what? I was cheering her on. Miley has become part of this show, an integral part of this show. You know, I hated her for killing Hannah Montana. I think it's a stupid move that she made, you know, cutting her hair and becoming a slew. But oh my goodness, I'm a big fan. And hearing Ariana Grande sing acoustically and being praised made me cringe. This girl's not a great singer. She should stick to her pop tracks and tiny skirts. Miley may be a whore, but like the bitches of Lady Marmalade, she can sing. She can belt it out. They should have got Miley up there and have her tear it up. When Ariana Grande's 15 minutes are up, you know she's gonna have to resort to a Kim K sex tape because she really doesn't have the type of talent you need to stick in this game. She's clearly not a sweet and innocent girl like they're trying to portray her as. It's only a matter of time until her facade falls apart. And when that happens, she is toast. Like Miley at any point could make a comeback. She could grow her hair out, keep her tongue in her mouth and her shirt on and get rid of her Instagram and make a really good album. And she's back on track because she's really friggin' talented. She's a great singer. And I hope she realizes that someday and gets her shit together. Well, that's it. That's another episode of the coolest podcast ever, The Kenny Ho Show. Thank you for listening. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get the next one out, but I'm working really hard on other content. I'm still working on the Scarlet Speedster with uh, Amanda there, but even that's becoming a little bit more tricky and difficult. But I'll do what I can to keep you updated and hopefully entertained by all things nerdy. Until next time, Lindsay Fonseca, I hope you're listening and I hope you're impressed. Toodles!